It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Monday to you all. Hope you all are doing great and had a fantastic weekend. Plenty to get to ahead on this episode of the Locked On Cougars podcast. We begin day four of Camp Kalani, fall camp for the BYU Cougars rolling on in Provo. A great conversation one-on-one with Preston Hadley, new defensive ends coach for BYU, is ahead on today's podcast. We also continue our look back at BYU football history talking about the 2003 season as Gary Croton tries to rebound from a losing season. We'll talk about that. And of course, we'll recap everything else you need to know in BYU sports. Men's and women's West Coast Conference basketball schedules are out and an opportunity for you, the fans, to interact with BYU student athletes. We'll cover that ahead on the show. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by our good friends over at the Locked On College Football Channel. Whether you have an interest in the ACC, SEC, Big Ten, Big 12, or even the Pac-12, we have a daily podcast for you covering all five of those conferences. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. All right, without further ado, though, let's get going here on a Monday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 9th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thanks again for taking some time for joining us right here on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. I, of course, am your host here every day, but in my day job, I also am the executive producer of DJ and PK in the morning on the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. But a big thank you to all of you. Our numbers have absolutely shot up and It coincides, obviously, with BYU resuming fall camp, getting ready for the upcoming season. And thank you for coming back, all of you who are checking in after a long summer. Obviously, a number of you excited about the BYU football season is evidenced by our download number. So a huge thank you for your support of the podcast, as always. If you happen to be checking us out for the first time, this is a daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. My goal, our goal here on the podcast is to make you guys the smartest BYU fans in the room. And the way we do that is for you guys to tune in every day, listen to what we talk about, and then take it and spout it off as if it's your own. I don't mind at all. I don't mind being your secret weapon, as it were. But I'd also hope that you would share this with your family and friends and tell them, hey, there's this cool podcast out there that covers all things BYU sports. You should check it out. And We're available everywhere, folks. It's really simple to listen to this show, as many of you are probably realizing for the first time. Kind of funny how simple it is once you know where to find it, how it is to listen to this podcast. So thank you for your support, as always, and hope you all are doing great. We will be back down at BYU today. Noon, I believe, is when the media observation session will take place down there in Provo, and then uh, obviously interviews afterwards. We'll have more for you guys from today's events down there in Provo on tomorrow's podcast. But I wanted to start off today's show with a fun conversation. BYU defensive ends coach Preston Hadley, he's got a new position group he's over this year. He'll explain what led him to moving from safeties to coaching defensive ends and also break down what he expects from his position group as well. So a great conversation. Without further ado, let's get into it. Here is Preston Hadley, BYU defensive ends coach, with myself right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Preston, what are the feelings just being back on the field? 
Uh, it feels good to be out. Just it's been a long time. It feels like since we've actually played football or had a chance to coach. I think it was what end of March. So uh, it's nice. You can see a lot of the guys. You can see which guys have really been working just in the summer. So it was it's fun to see the some of the improvements that some of the guys have made uh, from spring. So it, it was good. It's just fun to be out here playing football again. Well, you, see, you talk about the guys. Well, you have a new role. Yeah. You're coaching those end unit. Uh, is it some of the hybrid stuff too, like the Jack and whatnot, also you're coaching? Uh, it, it varies. Usually, Kloon uh, takes uh, the majority of the Jacks. Um, it just depends. Some of those DNs or the OEs, they can play the Jack position. Um, but the Jack is usually a linebacker spot, though. So Kloon primarily takes that. But a couple of guys in my room are Jacks, and so we'll. You know, we'll give them the coaching points as well. How do you feel you've settled into that new position? Um, it's been good. Uh, in the, I would say back January, February, I felt like I was really swimming. Um, by the end of spring ball, and I, when I actually had the chance to actually get out and coach, um, I felt really good. And then just through the summer, you just keep studying. And um, it, I really feel like personally it's all starting to come together. And um, I've been really fortunate having – some some veteran guys, Lopa, Pepe, uh, even Tyler Batty, like those guys know their stuff, and so um, I've already communicated them. I'm going to be leaning on you guys for to you know on some of their experience that they've had, but uh, it's it's been a good challenge, um, a really really good com- uh, career move for myself, and uh, I'm really excited for just the, the future, just this season in this new role. Was it you mentioned it was a career move? Was this something that a guy like Kalani came to you and said, "Hey, we want you." try this new position what was the decision making process i've been bugging kalani for two years now about coaching another position not not because i didn't love coaching the safeties because i do um but more just growth as a coach i mean i have aspirations to be a defensive coordinator a head coach and um if you're going to do that you, you need to be able to coach multiple positions and so it was a career move i know some people think it's like so we can get more sacks or whatever like that has nothing to do with it like we're we're gonna stay same same philosophy same approach people are gonna be pissed at me because we're not i didn't move to get more sacks it was it was for, for me it was a career move and i felt like i could really help the team in that role by freeing up e a little bit more to just kind of do his deal as a as a coordinator as the d coordinator and just focus on the tackles uh but yeah that's it had nothing to do with getting sacks <laughs> i know people want to see us get more sacks but there's there's studies and, and correlations on I mean, that's a whole other conversation but it's it's strictly just to get experience coaching another position and i'm i'm really excited about just where i'm at right now you mentioned that you got some of these veteran guys you're gonna be leaning on a guy like uriah he has been here seemingly forever and it's been injuries when i've kind of set him back what do you expect from him this year uh lopa man he like he's a he's a great leader and just what you like like what i said like we're gonna be leaning on him for his leadership just the knowledge that he brings i mean we got a, at the defensive end spot we got a really young group i mean we have we've had a, a couple guys that we were expecting to to be in camp are in camp some other uh guys with game experience and so um we're really counting on those older guys to help bring the younger guys along and so lopa has really just kind of taken the bull by the horns and and uh 
and, and really just stepped up and just throughout the summer like through prps like i you know during the summer you look out the window and they're hitting the bag and he's running it and um he's just got a lot of natural leadership ability and um especially with some of his injuries he's really um committed himself even more to the weight room and i think it shows just i mean his squat numbers are way up and it's just it just shows he's a lot stronger he's more stout in the run um and just you know he's he's a really athletic player and so i I think you're going to see a lot of really sweet things from him this year Tyler Batty, of course, is a name that people want to see. I guess they want to see more of him on the field, but he played that four games last year. How's he looked so far? I know it's only day one, but how's he looked during workouts, et cetera? Uh, he's still young, mm-hmm. but um, those four games were really valuable. But, uh, I mean, he's he's taking strides. He was he was a little dinged up in spring, and so he's a little limited there. But, I mean, he's he's – at 100% now and so we just got to see how how he progresses and we'll we'll get in and watch the tape and, and see you know just just the first practice so once we have a chance to watch the film um we'll see but you know Batty's gonna Batty's gonna play this year <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna play man <laughs> I, I I think BYU fans are excited to hear that from your yeah. from your own mouth but obviously working with coach Tuiaki how, how important has he been as you've moved into this role and just in terms of him being able to kind of give you tips and tricks it, it's funny because uh I always ask him because he never played the position either, right? And so he first started coaching the position uh, back when he was at Utah. And I feel really fortunate because he was just kind of on his own, right, and just kind of had to figure it out. Uh, and so it's it's nice to be able to kind of lean back on him. And, and if I have a question or if something's not making sense, I can actually I draw from his knowledge, you know, as, I, as I've been continuing to get up to speed. Um, but he's been he's been really helpful. I consider him a mentor, and um, I think he, he coaches the position at a really high level, and you just look at everywhere he's been. Uh, the defensive line play has, has been at a really high level. So uh, I'm really fortunate to, to be learning from one of the best in the business at that position, and not, not just as a D-line coach but as a defensive coordinator. So just in working a lot closer with him, just some studying uh, and seeing some of his habits, just the way he goes about his business. Um, I feel there's some things that I can can add to my arsenal as a coach, and so it's I've been really fortunate just to just to be able to work with him and and continue to just learn defensive line play. Last thing from me, we have a mutual associate that mentioned to me that I need to ask you about the green bean. Oh no! Okay, sounds like you've been talking to Brian Brown. <laughs> hey, that was my. I freshman. can neither confirm nor deny. Okay. Hey, that was my freshman snow college freshman year, man. That thing it didn't look like much, but it, it pulled. I'm just telling you right now, like it, it was. I don't know how it was held together. A lot of rust, a lot of rattling, and everything. Uh, but it got me through my freshman year of college. So, uh, yeah, the green bean, that thing, a lot of memories in that thing. What kind of car was it? It was uh, it was a Dodge, like it was a Dodge Dart. Okay, is what it was. Old, but, manual, but, manual. Okay, manual. Right. You know what I mean? Like most of most of these Gen Z kids. Have, I mean, I didn't have. I, I only have to lock my car no more because they don't know how to. They don't know how to drive it. You know, um, no, it, it, a lot of good memories, man. A lot of good memories in that thing. But it was, 
was fun. <laughs> we just rally that thing up in the foothills, and I'm surprised it made it through my freshman year. Preston, thanks so much for the time. I appreciate it, Jake. There you go, Preston Hadley, and the hijinks right at the end there. It was actually something Brian Brown, some of you might know, I happened to host the Locked or co-host the Locked on Utes podcast, and Brian Brown, as well as Preston, they went to Snow College together. And when I told uh, Brian I was going to be interviewing Preston, he said, hey, I got one question you need to ask him. You need to ask him about the green bean, as you heard uh, Preston explain. It was the car that got him through his freshman year down there in Ephraim at Snow College. But nonetheless, a great conversation and a big thank you to Preston Hadley. I think he is going to have a lot of say in what the success of BYU's defense is this year. And that's for better or for worse, obviously. With these defensive ends, they need to step up. But you also heard him talk about the fact that sack rates do not necessarily equal dominant defense. You have to have all parts of your defense working in sync with one another. If you're going to send a blitz, you got to have the guys on the back end who are not blitzing hold up in coverage so you can get to the quarterback and create havoc. If you're not going to do that, you're going to sit back and hopefully uh, disrupt the passing lanes, all that stuff in a defense. Well, you got to hope that the guys that are the three or four guys going after the quarterback, if they're given the adequate amount of time and they have the adequate amount of skill, that they can get to the quarterback. And it's obviously a big balance uh, that you have to strike there as a coach of this defensive ends unit. But I really look forward to seeing what Preston Hadley does. And really cool to hear him think, hey, I want to be a defensive coordinator, so I can't just pigeonhole myself as a safeties coach and hope that I can get that job as a defensive coordinator at some point. He needed to diversify his skill set, and obviously he's doing that, taking on a huge role here as the defensive ends coach, learning alongside and working with Elisa Tuiaki on that defensive line and wishing him nothing but the best as he continues to get ready for this upcoming season. As I said, we'll have more conversations like this throughout the month and throughout the season as we have access to BYU players and coaches and looking forward to it along the way and hope you guys will be along for the ride as well. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we continue our look back at BYU football history. 2003 for the Cougars was not a fun year. Those of you who may remember that season, but we'll dig into it, evaluate what happened, and of course, later on in today's show, we'll catch you guys up on everything else involving BYU athletics, a look at the WCC schedule for BYU basketball, and a great opportunity for you as a BYU fan to interact with the student-athletes that are in Provo this season. We'll get to all of that in mere moments. Today's show is brought to you by First Colony Mortgage. Of course, BYU fans are very familiar with the 1984 National Championship BYU football team, but did you know there's another championship team that was formed in that same year? Yes, it's the guys over at First Colony Mortgage. They are a full-service mortgage lender, so that means from beginning to end, everything is taken care of by the First Colony team. This is not being farmed out to some subsidiary guys. They will take care of you in-house from beginning to end, I know how many of you have probably been through the mortgage process or want to go through the mortgage process and are just fearing going through it once again. First Colony aims to make it actually a pleasant experience for you guys. Zach Hicken is our loan officer at First Colony Mortgage for the Locked On Cougars podcast. Any financing you need for your home, Zach is there to take care of you guys. Whether you're looking to get into your new home, capitalize on your home's equity with a cash out refinance, or you just want to take advantage of absolutely insane low rates, Zach is there to help you guys out. He'll help you through every step of the loan process. You can contact him directly by calling him 801-380-0752 or go to his website, hickenhomeloans.com. That's H-I-C-K-E-N homeloans.com. Once again, that phone number to contact Zach, 801-380-0752. 
First Colony Mortgage is an equal housing lender. Zach Hicken, NMLS 2052216. First Colony Mortgage, NMLS 3112. And of course, First Colony Mortgage is a very proud partner with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, especially during March. Your eyes are on the road, but the driver in front of you has both eyes on their bracket. Their sudden braking puts you in a 16-car pileup that's anything but sweet. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this is worse than a busted bracket. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability, savings vary. All right, folks, let's continue on now with our 100 seasons of BYU football countdown. Looking back at all 100 seasons the BYU football program has played to date, it's part of our summer-long series. We've been counting you down to the upcoming season. It's a crazy thing it's getting as close as it is. But today, we look back at 2003 in BYU football history, a season that actually opened with some intrigue. We talked on Friday about 2002, how the Cougars fell from that 12-2 record in 2001 to a disappointing 5-7 in 2002. Well, obviously, the thought is, okay, going into 2003, can the Cougars rebound from the first losing season they've had in quite some time? Well, it opened up actually pretty encouragingly enough. BYU hosted Georgia Tech in Provo. I remember this game. I was not in attendance to this game, unfortunately, but I watched it on TV. It was on ESPN, and this was the Daniel Coates coming out party. Many of you might recall his first touchdown pass he caught from Matt Berry's 38-year touchdown pass, and Daniel Coates is dancing in the end zone, and you think, okay, wow, they got something here. Matt Berry maybe has things figured out. He later actually had a second touchdown pass, speaking of Matt Berry, to Daniel Coates, and then also completed one to Toby Christensen as BYU went on to win 24-13 over the Yellow Jackets. You thought, okay, BYU's got a chance here, folks. Well, the following week, they had an absolutely huge game in the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum against number four ranked USC. This is the USC, talking Reggie Bush. We're talking Matt Leiner. We're talking the USC of Pete Carroll's heyday and BYU. They acquitted themselves decently enough. They played on ABC. I remember Keith Jackson was calling this game. 75,000 fans in attendance. BYU ends up losing that game 35-18. to But let's be honest. Did you think that BYU was going to go to the LA Memorial Coliseum and upset one of the best college football dynasties that we've seen in some time? I didn't necessarily think so. So they start out 1-1. One one. The following week, they go to New Mexico. Second straight road game. Win that game 10-7. to So they're 2-1. You're thinking, okay. They get things rolling here, but then things started snowballing a little bit. They lost to Stanford 18-14 to in Provo, then lost to Air Force the following week 24-10. to They did bounce back, uh, now at 2-3, and by beating San Diego State 3-3. and That was October 4, so October opened with the Cougars halfway through their schedule and sitting at 3-3. Three and Obviously, if you want to get back to a winning record, you got to win at least three more games to get to 500, four of them. But things did not go well in the second half of the season. Colorado State came to Provo, and I remember this game vividly, absolutely crushing BYU 58-13. They went to Wyoming, lost a little bit of a heartbreaker, 13-10. Went to UNLV, though, and won in overtime, 27-20. So even if they're worse, BYU is still better than the running Rebels. But in the final three games of the season, just not good. Boise State uh, came to town, came to Provo, won that game 50-12 to on ESPN. Then BYU faced Notre Dame back there in Notre Dame, Indiana, South Bend, losing 33-14. to 
So the Cougars limping to the finish line. There's no doubt about that. They were sitting at four and seven at that point. Yeah, four and seven at that point, excuse me. As they face Utah November 22nd in Provo, facing off against new Utah head coach Urban Meyer and the Utes. This game was absolutely awful. Played in the midst of a snowstorm in Provo, just an absolute slog. And Utah wins the game three to nothing, ending a 361 consecutive shutout less streak for the BYU football program. We talked about this is probably going back a month or so. How in 1975 BYU suffered their for their last shutout until 2003 against Arizona State. Yes, they went from 1975 to 2003, a grand total of a run of 361 consecutive games without being shut out, and they lose it 3-0, dropping them to an absolutely dismal 4-8 record. It was just a season that I don't want to spend a lot of time on on today's show because it was one of those seasons that just make you just shudder when you think back on what happened. And by the way, the 2003 schedule, it's actually one of the more audacious schedules that BYU has ever played, if we're being honest with ourselves. You look at the schedule BYU played. They played the likes of number 4 USC. You played Notre Dame. You played Boise State, Stanford, Georgia Tech. That is an absolutely stellar schedule but just absolutely crushing to finish 4-8 and eight on the year. The Cougars were 3-4 and four in the Mountain West Conference, tied with Air Force and San Diego State with a 3-4 and four conference record. Utah finished the season ranked number 21, winning the conference with a 10-2 record, 6-1 and one in Urban Meyer's first year at the helm of the Utes. And to have your shutout uh, list streak, your consecutive shutouts uh, voided streak ended at the hands of your arch rival, yeah, just insult to injury to finish up that year. So you've gone from 12 and 2 with Gary Croton in his first year to 5 and 7 in 2002, now to 4 and 8 in 2003. Well, there's the pressure is going to be mounting on BYU entering 2004, which we will talk about ahead on tomorrow's show. How did things go? I think many of you know, considering this is a history lesson, but the pressure is mounting. What will the Cougars do as they try to bounce back from that absolutely dismal season in 2003? We'll dig into that on tomorrow's podcast. All right, coming up here in just a minute, though, we'll wrap up today's show as we look at some other news and notes involving BYU athletics. A big opportunity for you as BYU fans to interact with your favorite student athletes, as well as a look at BYU's WCC men's basketball schedule. We'll get to all of that here in just a minute. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends over at Built Bar. Folks, I absolutely love Built Bars. I sound like a broken record because I say that almost every time we talk about our friends over at Built Bar, but they are the best tasting protein bars I have ever had. What I love about them is they are incredibly healthy. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting out there, they're also healthy. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. A couple other flavors... Okay, a little bit more. 18 grams of protein, that's never a bad thing. Just 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all of them tasty, and all of them are healthy. Go to Built.com. You can place your order there. I would recommend if you're the first-time buyer, get what they call the variety pack. It comes with two bars of each of those nine base flavors. You can try all of them, sample all of them, and find out what you like, and then go back and order some more of your favorites. While you're at Built.com right now, though, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. You heard that right. L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your order. It's a great way to save some money and also get enjoying the best tasting protein bars because you can do it with our friends at Built Bar. 
Folks, a final timeout on today's show to remind you guys that today's podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at Bet Online, as they are the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Of course, Major League Baseball season is entering the home stretch here. If you want to bet on futures odds with football season firmly on the horizon, this is the place to do it, folks. No matter your interest in sports, NHL, NBA, UFC, MMA, golf, Olympics coverage was great over the past two weeks. We're looking forward to Beijing this coming winter. The best place to bet on anything you're interested in sports is our friends at BetOnline. Go to their website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today for free. Check out all the great sporting news, the different odds, bonuses they're offering, even their contest information. You can check it all out now. But take advantage also of the 50% welcome bonus they're offering to our listeners right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. All you got to do is when you make your first deposit at betonline.ag, use the promo code LOCKEDON and 50% of whatever you deposit the first time will be added to your account. It is free money to bet with. Think of it that way. It's house money. That is what they are offering to you, our listeners. So take advantage of that offer now. That's betonline.ag, promo code LOCKEDON to get that 50% welcome bonus. It's all courtesy of our friends at BetOnline as they are your online sportsbook experts. All right, folks, before we go here on this Monday edition of the podcast, let's catch you guys up on some other news and notes involving BYU athletics we haven't touched on quite yet. First things first, a week from tomorrow night, the 16th annual Cougar kickoff, which is presented by doTERRA, is scheduled for next Tuesday, August 17th from 6 to 8.30 p.m. It'll be on the practice fields just north of the student-athlete building in Provo. The annual event is the first of fun opportunities for Cougar fans as the 2021 football season approaches. Athletes from the football program, men's and women's basketball programs, men's and women's volleyball programs, women's soccer, gymnastics, men's and women's cross country, men's golf, and the cheer team will be present for pictures, autographs, and activities. I know a number of you have made this an annual tradition as you go out and celebrate with the student athletes. If you want autographs, folks, you want to get a football signed, a helmet signed, this honestly is the best opportunity that you will have. I have a number of people have reached out to me over the past years that I've been doing this podcast. We're in our third year. Wow, we're almost the three-year anniversary, folks. Later this month, we'll be celebrating three years here on Locked On Cougars. That is, wow, okay, pardon me just for a moment to consider that it's been that long. But I've had a number of you ask me over the past three years, well, Jake, how do I go about getting stuff signed? Well, if you want an opportunity to do it yourself, not have to rely on a family, a buddy, you know what, whatever it might be, go to this event. It's a great opportunity. You can interact with the student athletes. They're great kids. I, I, my interactions with them have been stellar. I know you guys will enjoy that as well. Uh, the kickoff features dunk shows from the BYU dunk team. Cosmo will be there. Uh, DJ Ricky Barrera, whoever he is, will be spinning the hits. Food trucks, inflatables. Face painters, even balloon artists, guys. This is a fun, fun event. If you're looking for something to do with your kids next Tuesday, so August 17th, I would encourage you guys to get out there to BYU and enjoy that Cougar kickoff. It's always a fun time to be had as the student-athletes are out there and a much more laid-back atmosphere than you typically might find them. So looking forward to that event. Uh, also, a couple other notes for you guys on today's show is that the West Coast Conference conference schedules have been announced for both the men's and women's basketball programs for BYU. I'm looking forward to this upcoming season, folks. I think that the men's team has got something to prove. They've done, made a big splash as they've gone out and really revamped this roster and the transfer portal. And obviously, that's going to get people excited. But the women's team, many of you might recall, had an absolutely stellar season in their own right. And both of them will be looking to run it back and really show what they can do this upcoming season. And I look forward to it. So 
Let's start off with the women's team for a moment here. They're going to open up their West Coast Conference schedule on December 30th against San Diego and then follow that up a couple days later with a matchup against Portland. They have a big opportunity. They have Gonzaga in this uh, slate as well. Funny enough, their Gonzaga games come very close together, if I recall correctly. Yeah, so they'll play at Gonzaga on February 5th, yours truly's birthday, by the way, if you want to get me a gift. Just kidding. Please don't. Also, and then a couple weeks later, they'll take on Gonzaga in Provo on February 19th. The Bulldogs, similar to the men's side in West Coast Conference action, the women's Gonzaga program has been kind of the dominant force, but BYU has had the Bulldogs number in recent years, and obviously, they'll be looking to continue uh running with or actually surpassing Gonzaga this coming season. Speaking of the women's basketball program, I look forward to seeing how the women's team does, but the men's team has a ton of intrigue in its own right. They will begin their conference play on January 1st, New Year's Day at Portland up there in the Purple Palace. Uh, Many of you will recall some uh, maybe not so famous games up there, a certain statement uttered on camera from TJ Haas up there in Portland. But then they'll uh, face off against Pacific St. Mary's at home as they open their home slate of WCC games. Then they have a huge matchup, January 13th at Gonzaga. So you're getting a crack at the presumptive number one team in the country, the Bulldogs, on January 13th. Then you'll face off against USF a couple of days later. They come back home to take on San Diego and Portland on January 20th and the 22nd before another set of road games the following week at Santa Clara and at Pacific. Then you come home for huge games. USF comes in on February 3rd, and then the big dogs. Gonzaga comes in on February 5th. Yes, this will be the first year in some time that BYU does not finish off WCC play either at or at home against Gonzaga. They will be done facing the Bulldogs on February 5th. That is actually kind of a weird, weird thing, but that's how the scheduling goes. And then a huge road stretch following that game against Gonzaga comes up. The biggest road stretch of WCC play. They take on LMU on February 10th, then at Pepperdine where they've struggled in the past on February 12th. They'll have a week off the bye week, the midweek of that following week, then are at St. Mary's on February 19th. And then they will finish up West Coast Conference play February 24th and the 26th against LMU and Pepperdine. So your matchups with Pepperdine come late in the schedule this year. Your games against Gonzaga actually move forward. It's a little bit of a kind of a seed change or just a different look to BYU's West Coast Conference slate. But looking forward to the upcoming season all the same. I just wish, and this is just my personal opinion, I would have loved to have seen Gonzaga, whether it's BYU at Gonzaga or Gonzaga in the Marriott Center to finish off West Coast Conference play. I think they are the two big dogs in the conference this year. St. Mary's obviously will have something to say about that in their minds, but I really think had you had an opportunity to have Gonzaga in Provo on February 26th or BYU in Spokane on February 26th, I would like to see that, but apparently it's not going to happen this year, and it's a little bit unfortunate, sadly. So there you go. That is the breakdown of the schedules for both the BYU men's and women's basketball programs. Looking forward to their upcoming season. It's crazy to think it's as close as that is for the BYU men's and women's basketball programs, but we will continue to get you ready with any other news and notes that comes along in that vein as we talk all things BYU football in the meantime. So that's going to do it for this Monday edition of the show. Some of you will be listening to this later in the day. You can go to 1280thezone.com, hear all the interviews from coaches and players from today's media availability. We'll have a full recap of what I learned there in person in Provo tomorrow on the podcast. We'll have you guys covered from top to bottom as we always do right here on the podcast. 
Until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day. Oh, and by the way, make sure to follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Search out Locked On Cougars and follow us there. If you'd like to reach out via email, please do so. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address. Until tomorrow, have a great day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 9th, 2021. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow. tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait find locked on college basketball on youtube or wherever you get your podcasts part of the locked on podcast network your team every day